and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I'm your host, Bella, and we're here for another week, which is so exciting. I'm excited about this episode. I feel like it's going to be a good one. Self-help and kind of mindset. It's, it's something I've put a lot of effort into over the past few years, and I've trialed a lot of different things. So I'm ready to talk about the pros and cons of it all, because I feel like I've tried a lot of different things. So I can definitely save you all some time in trying everything out. But first, we need to start with a life update. We always start with a little life update. So I feel like we need to talk about last night. What a night out it was. It it was the most accident-prone night out I have ever been on in my entire life. It was a great night out, but the amount of shit that happened to me was laughable in the end. It, it was just, I was just like, this is just... This is not the one. This it's that I have got a curse on me tonight. I mean, I still had a great time and I never felt sad about anything that was happening, which is kind of funny because they were all quite like my shoe. My shoe literally ripped. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me let me take you through what happened. So I'm getting ready. It was lovely. I had some really good news from work, which I'll tell you about in a second. Um, so that was really exciting. I was like having a drink. It was perfect, getting ready, lovely, all on time. I wore my favourite platform boots. They're from LaModa. They don't make them anymore. They're incredible. They're like really, really chunky. They make me look tall, which is perfect. They're With a flared trouser, beautiful. Favourite ones, okay? Favourite ones. They are two years old and I probably have worn them a lot, so it probably makes sense that they're about to, they died. But anyway, that's besides the point. I walk down, I meet my boyfriend after work, like we go for a drink, it was our two year anniversary, it was kind of weird because we were going to go meet up with my friend because it was her birthday and it was her birthday night out, that's when I met Louis, like it was kind of like a weird situation to be on, it was like reliving the past two years ago, it was the exact same night out and the exact same group of people were on it and I don't know, it was kind of like a full circle moment, it was weird thinking about how much has changed over the past two years. Like, how much has happened? How much I've changed? The fact that you've got males a thing now, like, so many parts of my life have fallen into place now, which is really exciting, and it makes me excited to see what everything will be like in two years' time from here. Like, a two years down the line, I'll be looking at this moment now and thinking about how stressful it all was and how, like, intense and how everything's now fallen into place, but that's how I feel now about two years ago. And I don't know, I'm I'm excited. But anyway, that's besides the point. So we were on the night out. It's going fine. It's going lovely. We meet up with everyone. It's well, we're about to meet up with everyone. I'm walking down the road and there was like a little like pothole type thing. And I just walk. I'm walking with purpose. We have a place to be. And I put my foot in it. And I must have kicked the side of it. And literally, my shoe just fell apart. Like, I don't I must have I either do not know my own strengths. Or that shoe was holding on by a thread. Because it should not... It was literally... I could hold it off and the sole was fully dangling off my shoe. You've seen the Instagram post. It's borderline traumatic. So then I walk into the bar. Have a slight situation on our hands now. Because we're meant to be going on a night out. And some of these people I haven't seen in ages. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Typical. Absolutely typical that this happens to me. Even Lou was like, it's absolutely typical that this has happened to you right now. I was like, I know. I know it is. I'm not even surprised. Go into the merchants. That's like a pub where I live. Ask if they have any sellotape. They do have sellotape. It's the shittest sellotape I've ever used in my entire life. Not their fault. Probably not meant for using on shoes, let's be honest. So that does not work. So I then have to walk. It kind of looks like I have a limp because I cannot pick my foot off the ground. I just have to drag it to make sure that 
the soul doesn't become totally detached. So I'm dragging it. It's fine. I then go to the pub that I used to work at and go in there. Of course, they have duct tape. Perfect. Beautiful. I then duct tape my shoe together, but I duct tape it too tightly that I can't get my foot in it. Forgot I'm not just trying to seal them together. So I had to rip off all the duct tape, which definitely took off some of like the leather topping. Those boots are ruined. I really thought I could save them, but thinking about now, I I had forgotten about the duct tape, having to rip the duct tape off. That is upsetting, to say the least. Oh, I'm so sad that those boots are ruined. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. They've gone. It's all right. It's just a pair of shoes. So yeah, then I remembered to put my foot in the shoe, and then I duct tape it, and I'm like, you know what? Lovely night. Thought that's where the drama's going to end. This is enough. Then... Going on the night out, go to like another bar and everything. We're all stood outside chatting and everything like that. Me and my friend look up and we see the seagulls perched. I'm like, they're definitely going to shit on someone. They're definitely going to shit on someone. And she's behind me and she's just like, oh no. And I'm like, what? What? And at this point, the bar had closed. To be fair, it was like 4am. It makes sense. No, 3am. The bar had closed and they weren't letting anyone else in. And I was like... I have got bird shit in my hair. Like, it's in my hair. So this was a slight disaster. So I go up to the bouncers and I was explaining and I just was like, please, can you let me in? Like, I need to go inside. They're like, no, you can't go in. We can't let you in. I was like, I've literally got bird shit in my hair. A bird has shit on me. I need to wash. Like, I need to, like, wipe it off or something. No. All they offered me was an anti-back wipe, like, from COVID. Shocking shocking behavior shocking behavior wouldn't even let me use the bathroom i mean i understand because i have been the person closing the bar before and it's not that much fun so i get it but still i was a damsel in distress i was in need of help no one helped me but it's fine then walking home i think you know what i have got shit on by a bird and my shoe has broken but it's been a great night because it was really nice to see everyone that i hadn't seen for so long and obviously mine lose anniversary blah 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 blah. it was lovely then on the walk home my shoe really breaks like breaks like nothing has ever broken before it is fully ripped off not even the tape is holding it together anymore so then in a drunken moment i don't know why i did this i i ripped it apart why did I do that? It was fine. It it wasn't fine, but it wasn't as bad. And then I was just like, oh, I'm so pissed off at this. Ripped it off. Tried walking in just a shoe without a sole. Never do that. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It also made me realise maybe the shoes were kind of ugly because when the like sole wasn't on them, they looked awful. So yeah, tried walking like that for a while and now I've bruised all the bottom of my foot, which is annoying, but it is what it is. It's fine. I wasn't complaining. And then Louis gave me his shoes to walk home in because I think I was walking slow, slowly, and then he had to walk back in his socks. So that was a kind of a sad moment, but that's not where it ends. You'd think, God, that would be enough bad luck for one day. No, 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 no. As I'm putting my cheesy chips in the bin because they were making me feel really sick, to be fair, it, it wasn't a vibe. You know sometimes when you've, like, you're drunk and you need food, but... You don't know, like, sometimes it's really good, but I've been, I was past the point of it being good. It, it was just making me feel sick because I was getting more hungover. I wasn't drunk, I was just getting hungover. And so, put it in the bin, and as I'm putting it in a bin, a bird literally shits on my hand. On my hand. 
What are the chances? What are the chances? So I'm either super lucky or super unlucky. But things happen in threes. Actually, now just realising that, that things happen in threes. That was all my bad luck over in one night. Bird shit on me twice and my shoe broke. But at least it's all over because bad things happen in threes. And I do not want any of that bad luck seeping into now. Strangely enough, though, despite all of that happening, it was still a lovely night. I had a great time. I didn't feel sad about any of those things happening at any point. I was just like, oh, the bird shit on me. Fair. Kind of funny. Kind of jokes. And I don't know. <laughs> didn't bother me too much, which is good, probably because I was drunk, let's be honest. But still, it was a lovely, lovely evening. There were some weird people. Oh my God, I had the weirdest child blind of my life. <sighs> weird, weird experience. Weird experience. Okay. So, the, I had totally forgotten about that happening. So, I was walking from one bar to another with my mat. Like, all of us were out. It was a big group of us. We were just walking along. And this guy starts chatting to me. Bear in mind, like, my boyfriend is literally just behind me. He just starts chatting to me. He's like, I think I've seen, I think I've spoken to you before. And I'm looking at him like, no, you haven't. We have never spoken in our lives, but go on. Um, And he's like, oh, I can see that you really try and help people. That, like, you're a person that tries to help things and things like you really try. You try and make the best of things. You try and make a difference. Like, you're trying to have a positive impact on the world. And I was like... Maybe you've seen one of my TikToks. That's not kind of... That's pretty accurate, to be fair. So maybe this is, like... be kind of cool to have a conversation about that if you have. Because I haven't met anyone that's, like, listened to the podcast or knows me through You've Got Mail yet. So I was like, oh, this is exciting. So he's like, yeah, you're just a really nice soul. But, you know, you probably think I'm just a bit hippie. But I am a bit of a hippie. I just kind of... And I'm just thinking, he's like, I'm just really spiritual. And I just like all of this. And I was, like, listening along, thinking pretty interesting guy I like this conversation it's it's just nice just to have a normal interesting conversation I love conversations with strangers because that's it they're gone do you know what I mean it's like a snippet into their life for a second I was enjoying it all and fine it was very normal thought lovely didn't even try to hit on me brilliant until he ruins it bye right so this conversation lasts for five minutes five minutes talking about spirituality purpose that type of thing And then eventually he's like, right, well, here I am. This is my stop. And I'm thinking, brilliant, see you later. And then out of nowhere, he just goes, any chance, he just looks me dead in the eye. He's like, any chance I can steal a kiss from you? And Louis behind me is like, absolutely not. And I'm like, no, you cannot. I was so shocked. This was the smartest chat up line. I, well, not smart because it was, it was, it was like a weird one because I just didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming in the slightest. I would never have entertained the conversation if I knew that's where it was heading. Maybe that was his plan all along. Get me to talk for a while because I had no idea that that was going to be the outcome. What a weird person. What a strange scenario to be in. Just to be chatting with someone and then just like randomly think, you know what, I'm going to throw this on the end. Any chance I can steal a kiss from you? As if I was going to be like, yes, you can. And we just kiss and then it's like handshake see you later bye like no what no honestly men sometimes blow my mind of like the audacity the audacity i just weirdo but anyway doesn't matter pretty funny part of the night out if you ask me it always it makes it interesting but we should probably move on from me discussing my night out in detail to you all it's probably very boring it's just me reminiscing i got some really good news about my job guys and i'm really excited about it and uh, just really really good it's really really good 
So you know how with the master's program, I go and start that in end of September. Well, obviously I'm on this internship now at the moment in tech and there was an opportunity to do a job after it, but I need to do the master's and it just wasn't going to work. And I was really upset about it because I really like my internship and I feel like there's this overwhelming thing of when you're like our age, when you are 20 of like making sure you pick the right decision because the decisions now feel like they could have such a lasting impact. Like they could literally change the course of your life. Do you know what I mean? I could have chosen to do the internship or I could choose to do the masters. Either or will alter the course of my life. And it was so terrifying and anxiety inducing. It was just making me feel, I didn't know which one to do. Ended up picking the masters because that's what I've always wanted to do. I found that course a few years ago and I was I have always kind of maintained the idea of I would love to go there. It's like at London School of Hygiene Tropical Medicine. It's like an incredible university. The course is incredible. So I ended up picking that, which I was really happy about. It took me some time to like choose it though, like a long time to choose it. I was very anxious about the entire experience. Because when I first started my internship, on the first day I literally had decided I would quit the masters. Like I didn't need any more. What was even the point? And so this was all going on, this has all been going on for the past few months and it's been very stressful because there's a lot of anxiety about choosing the right decision. There's a lot of anxiety about this pressure of choosing the right decision. So I was like, I don't know what to do. But I finally told them and guess what? Guess what? They have said to me that there is potentially a space next year for me. Like they pretty much said it's definite, but they can't say definite. And I fully respect them to understand that, that you can't promise anything, can you? But they basically said that the job's there next September. So I can do the masters and have a job to go to. Like how incredible is that? I'm just so grateful and excited. And just, it feels like this massive weight is lifted because I was so anxious that I would pick the wrong thing and that I wouldn't know which one to do and that I would... Because doing the Masters, I think I'll really enjoy it, but I don't know I'll really enjoy it. But the fact that that is an opportunity that's still open, even if I do the Masters, is just... Oh, it just makes me really excited and happy. And because I knew that I couldn't do both at the same time, but the fact I can do one and then another, that makes me feel a lot better about everything. Because I knew if I did the internship and did You've Got Mail and did the Masters, that was all getting way too much, taking on too many things. And it's really important. Like, I do want to live as well. I'm not just a machine of production. So I feel like I'm very, I'm very excited and very happy and very grateful. And it's kind of weirdly linked into... This, so one of the things that I write every day is like, I let go of the how, why, and I let go of the how and the why, and I trust the universe completely because I don't, I tend to focus on worrying about the specifics of how things will work out. I tend to worry about how everything will slot together, but I'm learning and forcing myself to trust in the process and trust that it will come together. That's not my job to make it come together that it will work out. And I don't know, it's weirdly linked in with that because I would never have thought this would have been a situation because they're even trying to find me like a small job for whilst I am at the masters and it's all just oh very exciting very 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 exciting in other news how long oh god you guys have literally listened to me rant about my life for 15 minutes I will hurry this up don't worry but in other news I'm currently looking after my dog full time just me and her traumatic experience actually to be fair not as traumatic as the last time I looked after her I don't know if you've listened to that podcast episode yet, but last time I looked after Lottie, I nearly had a breakdown because of how she's not a normal dog. She has a lot of issues. She is very anxious about a lot of different things all the time. 
She's always anxious about everything and she's very needy. She needs a lot of attention. She's like a child, to be honest. She needs to be hugged all the time. And so, last time I was looking after her, you'll see what I mean by not being a normal dog. Last time I was looking after her was about a year ago. I had made, no, it was maybe two years ago when I was fully on my own. It was when I was just starting to see Louis because I made us bow buns for dinner, like from scratch. This dinner took me hours to cook hours to cook properly really a long time and I left her in the kitchen and I went out to let Louie into the front door and I came back in and in the space of those few minutes she got onto the worktop and ate all of the dough for the bow buns that I had been pruning for hours hours I honestly thought I was going to kill her at that point obviously not literally I was just furious because I had spent so long And after that kind of subsided about my anger, I started to realise she was expanding, like quite dramatically, because eating that much dough, the yeast in your tummy, that is not healthy. That is not healthy. And then I realised, well, she's good. She's eating it. It's got to come out one end or the other. And I'm the only one here. So I will be cleaning it up. That was a traumatic realisation. So then I thought, okay, look, we'll try and walk it off. We'll try and get things moving. Hopefully you can be sick or like have a poo outside. That'll be better. This is when things just got from bad to worse. We're walking along. She goes to get a stick. Somehow she manages to bite a stick and in biting the stick where a wasp is just somehow sat at the exact point that she bites. And she ate a wasp, which means it stung the roof of her mouth. Okay, so now I have a dog that's about to explode whilst their mouth is on fire with this sting. And it was actually really sad because she didn't understand why it was hurting. She thought something was there. So she was trying to scratch it out, which was making her mouth bleed and like she couldn't stop. And she was she was in distress. So, yeah, after that time of looking after her, I vowed never again. But here we are looking after her again. And I've accidentally let her get quite naughty so we're having to bring that back a bit because it was like me and Lottie I was just thinking it'd be kind of fun if she could just you know start coming upstairs a bit more and doing things that she's not really allowed to do but it's you know it's kind of fun it's kind of nice it's just I don't know I just thought it'd be nice I thought I'd be a best mate no now she's turned into a terror child she barks at me to throw rocks for her that's too much. That's too much commitment. She cries all the time when I'm not with her. She's just become very needy and I've made her overly needy. So now I'm having to take a step back and I just feel like this mean, horrible person because I've gone from being like hero to zero in a matter of minutes. But anyway, we're coping well, as you will all be glad to hear. Everything is going well and I will update you on the lossy progress next week. Maybe next week I'll have it sorted. Maybe next week, to be fair, that's when I'm no longer looking after her. But you never know. So we should probably move on to the topic of this week's podcast, which is all to do with self-help and specifically morning routines. Because I think the biggest thing in self-help and like mental wellness, the thing that's been so crucial and key for me is a morning routine implementing specific things in my day that make me feel good that I do repeatedly even when I don't want to do them they're they're like so ingrained actually to be fair I never really don't want to do them because they're so ingrained into kind of my routine of life now that I don't really question doing it it's just something that I automatically do and I think having a stronger morning routine and establishing that for me 
going into work or something like that, I cannot just wake up, have breakfast and work. I need to do some things for me before I start that working day in order to free up my headspace and free up some time to make myself feel just more at ease, more like the day is my own and then I'm going to work. If I just go straight, the day passes really fast and I feel really out of it. So that's been my biggest kind of, I guess that's kind of like my first point, it kind of rushed into it, but the biggest thing I have learned for self-help and anxiety and that type of thing that's made me help me deal with it all is establishing that I needed to have that morning routine and to be honest maybe you don't it's not specific to everyone some people really are just able to roll out of bed and go to work but I think by giving yourself that time in the morning it's really important to just free up your headspace and realize you are okay do you know what I mean if I do that I know that I'm calmer for the rest of the day I know that I'll feel better. So it's been really, really helpful because I kind of started my journey into self-help and like kind of just learning more about it because I wanted to understand what was making me feel so anxious and I wanted some actionable things that would make me feel better. I wanted to feel like I had more control over my life. I had more control over what was going in and I wanted to like proactively try to make myself feel good. I think for a while I was just existing if that makes sense and good things would happen and I'd be happy about it it wasn't I was sad all the time but I wasn't proactive in creating that happiness I was more of an observer rather than a creator and I think this is the biggest thing that having some time before work realizing that that period of time there that is almost sacred in a way like I really need that in order to feel my best self in order to feel in control of everything that's going on and I think it's really important to work out Some people prefer an evening routine. Personally, I never stick to an evening routine. I quite like having an evening routine, like not having one. Within reason, I always kind of end up doing the same things. I'll finish work and I'll go right now, go and walk Lottie and do bits and bobs like that. And then around like nine or 10, I'll get into bed and watch, I don't know, some TV or read, normally read because we all know I'm not good at watching telly on my own. I'll do that and then I'll probably journal and that'll be at the end really, that'll be kind of, that's my evening routine. Some people have very elaborate ones but I quite like that the evening's free. I feel like when you have so many routines, when you have the set things you do in the morning, set things you do in the evening, you go into work in the day, it gets quite boring. I find it gets really boring so I feel like that's been an understanding that you don't have to have both, it doesn't make you any worse off, it's just, it's all what makes you feel better and personally for me that doesn't work but for some people they might hate a morning routine and love an evening routine so I understand both both are beneficial it's just I just can't do both I get I'm too I need too many things going on I feel like if you get too prescriptive with your time it takes the fun out of living and that's not what we're here for And so the morning routine, that's really what I'm going to focus on because I think the morning routine is kind of where a lot of my self-help things are stashed because if I establish this good kind of foundation for my mental health and my like well-being in the morning it just continues throughout the day and I can revisit things in the day to make myself feel better again but by establishing that strong foundation it always really really helps me. I think the first book that I read about self-help in the mornings I think one of the best ones it was called the miracle morning and it's a book which describes this miracle morning routine of waking up an hour earlier and doing these set tasks to make yourself feel great and they're called lifesavers 
And I think like they involve visualization, journaling, gratitude, movement, silence. So it's like meditation and all of these different areas that you can put into your life that make you feel better, that will put your headspace in a really good way. And I read the book and it was brilliant. It is a brilliant book and a lot of people really love The Miracle Morning as a way to do it. My issue with The Miracle Morning was that an hour to like doing 10 minutes of each of those tasks, I didn't really get anywhere with them. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I would feel I'd want to carry on. If I'm doing something, I want to be really invested in that thing that I'm doing. And so like having to switch every 10 minutes, also waking up an hour earlier than I need to. That is a long amount of time. Like I'd be waking up at 6am. Maybe that's what I need to do next week. Maybe I need to trial it out. That's given me an idea to be fair. Next week's podcast episode, we shall see. But so far, so I didn't really stick with it because waking up an hour earlier is a lot. And I don't know, it just, I trialed it for a while. And I think when I'm at uni, I found it to be really good because it was prescriptive and it meant that I didn't have to think about what I was doing and these things would help me feel better. But now I know more about it and now I'm more comfortable with how I spend my time. I think I kind of like the things I'm doing more, but The Miracle Morning was very influential in showing me the different things you could do in your morning, showing me the different elements of things you could include, the different like words of affirmation and visualizing. I'd never done that in the morning before. That had never been something that I'd taken part in and it's been life-changing, absolutely life-changing. So my morning routine at the moment generally consists of I will wake up, I will go wash my face and do my like gua sha thing. I I love it. I absolutely love it. I do that every morning. I use the cleansing oil from like, what's it called? Super Facialist. It's really nice. Would highly recommend if you're looking for a good one. So I do that. And whilst I'm doing that, whilst I'm moving the gua sha, like, I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. You all know what I mean. Whilst I'm moving that across my face and kind of for the drainage and the lymphatic drainage because I have a very puffy face when I wake up. I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is, but like I just had, I am a puffy person when I wake up. And so I found it, I mainly did it to help with that, but I've now found it to be really relaxing as well. And every time, okay, this sounds weird. Don't make fun of me. Every time, like, as soon as I move it across my face and, like, kind of do one movement of, like, pushing from, like, below my eyes to the end of my cheek, for example, I'll say an affirmation. So I'll be like, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm worthy, I'm enough, I'm abundant, I'm successful. Like, go through each of these, saying them almost like a mantra as I'm doing the drainage, like, the lymphatic drainage thing with the gua sha. And I have found that to be quite an easy way to include two birds one stone and I enjoy doing it it's this entire concept of habit stacking of adding something that you want to do more onto something that you have to do every day to make sure that you do it actually and by doing those two things at the same time I think I don't know I know the words of affirmation are really good for how you speak to yourself and I have noticed a shift in how I talk to myself now since doing them so would highly recommend trying those out if you're looking for something to kind of balance out your head in the morning, I think it's a very, it it really improves your internal narrative, that is something I can definitely, definitely vouch for. I think the key with all of the things that I'm trying to say is that with the kind of self-help and implementing things into your life to make you feel really great, I think the most important thing is implementing things in a way that they already work if that makes sense so having it in a way like incorporating mindfulness into your everyday moments 
incorporating mindfulness so it's not just a standalone thing so that it's intertwined into everything that you do and so it becomes less of a chore it becomes more of just an organic thing that you obviously do so if I'll do the gua sha then oh actually I'll probably have a shower first but if not um so in the shower I kind of do the similar thing with the habit stacking so normally I try and do the shower like a shower meditation which is quite a good way if you do not have a lot of time to meditate I really do have a lot of time to meditate, I just don't, and I don't know why, because I know it's great, but I just can never be bothered to sit down and just do it, which is really irrational and makes no sense, but (laughs) it's the honest truth, and I know it's bad, and I know I should do it, and so I found that by doing it this way, by including it in the shower, that's kind of made it less boring, and it's this idea of imagining, so you take some deep breaths before you get into the shower, then when you go into the shower, you're imagining that you're washing all of the negative energy off you, that you're refreshing yourself, that you're refreshing your life, that type of thing. Taking deep breaths, being more present and mindful with the experience. And then when you leave the shower, taking some more deep breaths, like just creating it to a very mindful experience. And I know that's not probably meditation. That's probably more mindfulness than anything else. But I think it's been really helpful. And I think meditation, the key thing with it is calming yourself down and reconnecting with yourself. And and however you do that, I think that's what matters. That's the essence of it. Well, it's probably not, but that's what I think the essence of it are anyway. And for me, that works. And it's that idea of habit stacking, including things so that they're not a standalone practice, so that they're really easy to fit into your routine and your kind of schedule. So after I do that, then I go downstairs, make breakfast, obviously, always have breakfast and like a cup of tea or something like that. I'm trying to drink less caffeine because it makes me shaky. And then recently, for the past two months, I've been religiously writing every day down my goals. And I got this idea from the content creator, Shelby. Um, It's like triple S, H-E-L-B-Y. She's like a really brilliant content creator. She's in Portugal right now and it's making me really jealous. But anyway, she's a great content creator and is quite mindful and spiritual and that's the type of content that she creates. And she was discussing, she wrote this thing about how since for the past like 300 days or something crazy, she has been writing her goals out religiously every single day. And it's massively helped her stick in alignment with who she is. Um, It's helped her with finding out what she actually wants to do. She's got clear with what she's wanted to do. I think it helps manifestations as well because you become very clear with what your goals are. You become very, not narrow-minded, but focused. And ever since doing that, the things that she achieved have been mad. And so I was like, well, I'm going to hop on that bandwagon too. And so for the past two months, I've been doing it, writing out my goals religiously. And it is mad the growth that I've seen in just everything go because I used to write out my goals I'd probably do it once every two weeks once every three weeks sometimes once a month I wouldn't really be aware of them that type of thing but I would write them but nothing would really come of it and ever since trying to write them every single day the amount of things that have manifested into my life are mental and I think that's to do with the fact that now I'm much clearer on what I want and I'm much more aware of what I want it's more in my energetic state and so it makes a lot more sense to me now and I'm thinking about it actively thinking about it and I'm trying to you know it it just feels more normal and I'm more expecting it so it makes more sense 
The thing that I found hard with it is that I haven't done it every single day. I try to do it every single day, but there are days where I forget. Like, the days where it doesn't happen. Yesterday was a really busy day, and I just kind of slipped my mind, and it didn't happen. But that's okay. With all of these self-help things, it's really easy to slip into the trap of thinking, if you don't do them every day, something horrific is going to happen. But it's not. It's the fact that you do do that almost every day, and you choose to do that, and you're on the path of doing that, and it doesn't matter that you had a break. It still is equally like valuable. All of the words not gone from it. I think I have this thing of having to have like a perfect streak of something and that's what makes it good. But the reality is you've started doing that and you're, you're like, you're on that track and that's what's exciting about it. And so I think right now the goals and like these things that I'm saying, if you have days where you skip them, it doesn't matter. It happens. Life happens. Life gets in the way. I think the really important thing though is knowing the just start again. Just do it the next day until you kind of stop skipping as many days and then it just becomes part of your natural routine and then when you do skip it, it doesn't matter because you know you'll just do it again the next day. There will be time. And I think that's the thing with the writing of the goals because I was getting a bit sad that I'd missed it and I thought all the manifestations were going to go and everything like that, but it's nothing like that in the slightest. So the things you should be doing so far are getting clear on whether you want a morning or evening routine, waking up and doing this habit stacking type way of living really like incorporating these mindfulness kind of peaceful moments into your everyday life so doing the gua sha with the words of affirmation visualizing and meditating in the shower writing out your goals and when I'm writing these goals I'm imagining how they feel I'm imagining what they feel like the experience what it's going to be like why do I want it I'm getting really clear on what it is and writing out every day has helped me get clearer with that every time I write it I feel like I gain more clarity on the situation And so I'll write down all my goals and I'll also write down affirmations afterwards. This mainly started because I just wanted to fill the page and it was annoying me that it wasn't full. Um, And so that's been a really good thing. And then I also kind of on the back of writing out the goals each day, I decided to write out 10 things I'm grateful for. Not the most original thing. Took it from, I mean, everyone tells you to do it, but I'd never done it before. And so by writing those things out, I think that's really helped me be more present and it's helped me calm down and it's really good when I'm feeling really anxious. I think one of the things with writing out your 10 things you're grateful for that we all tend to skip though, I learned this from the magic, is, which, oh, you might not know what the magic is. The magic is a kind of like a manifestation book. like a gra- It's a gratitude workbook which ends up manifesting really great things into your life. I might do it again and do a little podcast on it. I always get to like week 10 week two then I get bored and I stop so (laughs) maybe not but we can see but anyway one of the things in there is writing this 10 gratitudes each day but not just writing it once you write it going back over each of these gratitudes thinking about it and like being actively thankful for it and by reading rereading over it and revisiting it after you've written it so I'll write it down the 10 things and then I'll go back to the top and I'll read over and I'll sit with that for a moment and think about why I'm grateful for it that's really what being grateful is. It's really easy to think that being grateful is just writing I'm grateful, but it's not the words, it's the feeling that that creates. That's what gratitude is. And that's really helped me incorporate that feeling into my daily life. And I think it's made me feel much more appreciative and acknowledging the smaller things that have gone well that day. I try and focus the gratitudes on good things that have happened that day because it's really nice to think through and it makes me realise how many good things have happened. It's mad how many things can happen that you'll forget about. It's really weird. So after writing the goals and everything, I think the final thing that I tend to do each day which has really helped me is reading, which again, not the most original, I know, 
But hear me out. So it's not, I don't just read one book. I always have two books on the go, a self-help book and a fiction book. And a fiction is just what I like reading. Uh, to be fair, it could be an autobiography. I really like those. It could be any type of thing that you like reading. But for me, I need like a fiction and a non-fiction book. And that's kind of makes my brain work nicely. It's enough engagement, but it's not too much. And it's good. And I found by incorporating these self-help books, by actively reading one pretty constantly, because if I'm not reading a self-help book, I'm reading an autobiography. And I think both of them have a lot of value. Like autobiographies have so much, you can learn so much from listening to someone's life story. It's, it's such a valuable way of learning lessons without having to learn them the hard way and hearing people's perspective on things. So I would really highly recommend starting to read autobiographies if you haven't and if you're not a fan of the self-help books because I know some people aren't it's a way of writing that some people resent it's can sometimes be cringy it can we've all read a cringy self-help book but the ones that are coming out now are really really good the one that I'm reading at the moment is about your inner child and I found that to be really interesting to hear more about and learn more about and they don't always have to be self-help books it could just be an educational type of book I just think it's really interesting to have one that kind of develops who you are and engages your brain and expands your brain and one for more of a creative side kind of like the left side of your brain and right side of your brain and having those two books on the go has really helped me with that I think reading on its own as well has been a really big thing for me in being more present because I can't be on my phone both your hands are in the book, which means you cannot be on your phone, which has really helped me out. It's helped me have that time off without having to schedule the time off. Because as I said on the last podcast episode, I do struggle with the whole phone situation. So reading, definitely something. If you're not interested in it, find find something. Try self-help books. Try to find a novel that excites you. Just try even a small novel, anything anything is better than nothing and I think it's such an important way to develop who you are because there are so many so many brilliant lessons you can learn but I think that probably rounds off the end of this end of this little segment so the biggest things you need to do for the self-help is a not be too prescriptive with yourself allow yourself to have breaks from it just know that you've chosen this you've decided that you're going to help yourself that's the main thing just start again the next day don't put too much pressure on yourself but know that each morning you make the choice to do that thing. It's not about having a streak. It's about each morning making that right choice. I think the next thing is this habit stacking, incorporating these words of affirmations in whilst I'm doing the facial massage, meditation whilst I'm having a shower, goals and visualizing at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's like two birds, one stone. It saves you so much time and it doesn't feel as encompassing anymore. It doesn't feel as prescriptive. It doesn't feel as stressful because I like sleeping too and I don't want to wake up an hour earlier. So that's really, really helped me with that. So now we're on to the new things that I've done this week. I think one of the main new things that I've done this week has been cooking. I don't, normally we'll all eat as a, like a family, so we kind of share the cooking between us, which means I don't really cook every day, but recently I've been cooking every single day, and I've really enjoyed it. I have loved that as a, we just spoke about meditative things, but having that as a thing to calm my brain down, to kind of have that as a reset has been incredible. Would highly recommend getting into cooking if you haven't. I love it. And I've got to the point now, like, I'm quite good, like, not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm quite good at it now. Like I don't even need a recipe. I can invent recipes and that's so much fun. I love inventing recipes and coming up with something like organically rather than following something. Following something is bored, but creating something so much more fun. And so yeah, get into cooking if you haven't got into cooking already. Um, other things that I have done this week. Oh, 
I finished my book, the thriller that I mentioned on the last podcast episode. I finished it. If you want to read it, end the podcast now because a major spoiler is about to happen. Major spoiler. This is your warning. I'm going to say it one more time. This is your warning. It's leave the podcast now if you don't want to listen. Guys, it had such a shit ending. It was the most disappointing ending I have read. Right, get this for a storyline, okay? So, it's based off three sisters. Three sisters which are pretty different to each other. One's like an Instagrammer, social media person. One's a doctor. And one's like a travelling type of free spirit type person. We've gone for three uh, stereotypes. There we have it. So those three sisters, their mum dies. It's really sad. Turns out the mum's lied to them about her life which we don't actually get any more detail about. We just, we hear the lie and that's that. So on the, like, finding out about this lie, the sister who's a kind of, like, free soul, all of these sisters are, like, to the free soul one and the doctor are married and have children. The Instagrammer is not and she's alone and that's a whole storyline in itself. Not going to go into that one because that one was kind of made sense, not too, like, incredible. It was just, it was what it was. It doesn't involve the ending. So... The free-spirited one, she goes back to um, the house to fix it up because they're going to sell it. And so it's her job to, like, make the place nice again. And while she's away, it kind of, like, it goes into each of their marriages and their storyline breakdowns. And the first doctor, a woman, okay, she's had a divorce. We don't really know why she's had a divorce. We just find out, like, she's had a divorce, her husband wasn't very nice and all of this. Turns out the reason she got a divorce is because she was in love with her sister's husband, Right? She was in love with her sister's husband. He was a family friend, like, they'd all kind of grown up together and it turns out she was in love with him and she'd never got over him. And that's why she broke up with her husband and they got a divorce. So I was like, Jesus Christ. The fact she admitted it to the one... She didn't admit it to the sister, she admitted it to the other sister. What are you doing? You just would never... You just wouldn't ever do... I just can't imagine. Like, imagine if one of my sisters started fancying Louis. Weird. It would be weird. So weird. Okay, so you think, all right, that's fine. It's just a bit odd. Then the... So, Beck's the travelling sister. And Paul is the guy that uh, the doctor sister's in love with. And so... They're all kind of, it's a bit weird. And it turns out Paul and Beck don't actually have that great. They're really great friends, but they don't have that great of a marriage. Their sex life is really bad. Turns out he's been seeing, I don't know, I wouldn't say, was she like, what's the, an escort? I think it was an escort, that type. He, he's been seeing that. Beck thinks that he's gay and that's why he doesn't want to have sex with her. But no, he's been paying to have sex with someone else because he doesn't fancy her. And you think, oh, why doesn't he fancy her? Because he's in love with the other sister. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but the sister is in love with the other sister's husband and her husband is in love with the other sister and this poor Beck is just in the middle of all of it, all of it, messy, messy, messy. But the author makes the sister and Paul come across really lovely, like you really like them, they're meant to be really nice people. Okay, fine, storyline moves on, this is the ending. They get a divorce, Beck and Paul, and then Beck supports Claire, the doctor sister, and Paul getting together. Like, it's like she got off the aeroplane and he, she ran into his aunt. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. If I found out that my sister and Louis all of a sudden were in love with each other, I would not, and we, like, me and Louis broke up, I would not then be like, you know what? It's your guy's turn. 
you have a shot, see if you guys can do better. That is weird. Like, I'd understand if it was a fling, if there was nothing to it, if they'd only been dating a few weeks and they realised they didn't like each other. They had been married for 20 years. 20 years. They had children together. Like, do you know what I mean? That is not... That is so weird. So weird. What a weird, weird, weird little plot twist. So, yeah. That was upsetting, to be honest. I, I, an annoying plot twist, because I was just like, well, that's not feasible. That would never happen. No one would ever get over that, ever, ever, ever. But there we have it. I should probably end the podcast now, as you've been here for probably over an hour. Thank you for listening, and make sure, if possible, that you could leave me a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find me, and I want to get up the podcast from charts again, so it really helps me with that. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, the username is you've got mail underscore pod, all lowercase, same for both. With the links always in the show notes. But yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode useful, and let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. But yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Love you loads. Bye.